I want to learn with you two Rashis from this week's Parsha, two absolutely beautiful Rashis which are very relevant to our lives in a very deep way. They actually are two Rashis, one right after the other. And I looked around a bit, I haven't seen anyone really speak about it, but it, to me it's a pellet, to me it's wonder that these two Rashis, the way that Rashi juxtaposes these two ideas, one right after the other, I believe is also an extremely deep message. It's the last Rashi in the first parak, the first chapter of Ayikra, and the first Rashi of the second parak. Let's learn the Rashis together. So the first Rashi has to do with the fact that it's at the end of the laws of bringing the sacrifice of the bird. For as you know, in the korbanus and the sacrifices in the temple, one was able to bring different types of kosher animals, whether a cow, a bull, or a goat, a sheep, and of course a bird. And all these laws were discussed in the first chapter of Vayikra, all the, those different animals that are brought. Then, at the very beginning of the second chapter of Perg Beis of Ayikra, the Torah begins discussing the Karban Mincha. The Karban Mincha. Now, Mincha we know as being the second of the three prayers of the day. But in the temple, in the Beis Hamikdash, the Mincha was an offering brought from flour. Some, there were some Menachas that were brought from barley. But a mincha means a vegetative, an offering brought from vegetative, from flour. That's called a korban mincha. Now, the very last Mishnah of Maseches Menachos, there's an entire tractate of the Talmud called Menachos about these type of flower offerings. And the very last Mishnah is how is this first Rashi, the last Rashi of the first chapter, the Mishnah points out the following, that whether the Torah is talking about bringing a cow offering, or the Torah is talking about bringing a bird offering, an oilas behema or an oilas of, or the Torah is talking about bringing a carbon mincha, a vegetative, a flower offering, in each of these different types of sacrifices, in each time, the Torah says, Reach nichach lahashem. They are a sweet-smelling aroma, pleasing for God. And the point being that obviously if you think about how expensive a cow is, well, I, I mean, I guess none of us really bought a cow from with magic beans or sold a cow from magic beans recently but we could imagine a cow is an expensive animal a bird on the other hand is a much cheaper animal and flour is even even cheaper is really cheap so it's like talking about bringing a sacrifice for a couple of thousand dollars or giving you know twenty dollars and the Mishnah points out that in all the sacrifices, whether it's the animal or it's the bird or it's the mincha, each time it's a sweet-smelling, pleasant aroma, pleasing to God. And from this, Rashi quotes the Mishnah, the last Mishnah in Menachas, to teach you, Echad hamarba ve'echad hamamit u'bilvad she'chavin Whether you're bringing a lot to God, whether your sacrifice is huge, extremely expensive, or echad hamamit, one brings a sacrifice which is cheap, bilvad she'chavin The most important thing is if you have kavana to God, what your intent is to God. In other words, you bring what you could afford, but God knows what's in your heart. 
Whether you're a person that's able to bring God into the world a lot, or like many of us feel often that we don't really, what are we bringing God? We don't feel God in our life. We don't feel that we're able to. Sometimes we compare ourselves to who knows what. The Mishnah teaches and Rashi brings, and you should know, it's actually brought halacha lamaisa. This is actually the fourth halacha in Shulchan Aruch. If you open up a Shulchan Aruch, the very first chapter, Simon Aleph, the fourth halacha, says this rule when it comes to saying Tehillim, to praising God. The Shulchan Aruch says, Tov kavana. It's better to say a little supplications and prayers to God, to praise God with kavana, is better than saying a lot with no kavana. Meaning, as the Mishnah Brewer explains, the Mishnah Brewer has a beautiful couple of words which really teach us how we live our life, because we always, all of us feel, maybe I'm not doing enough, how do I know? The Mishnah Brewer says, it's all based, Hashem knows whether you're doing what you're able to do. Hashem sees our heart, that's the kavana. Hashem sees our heart of hearts if we really want to get close to Him. And now we come to the second Rashi, which is right away the next Pasuk that talks about a person that brings a vegetative sacrifice. It says, V'nefesh ki sakriv. A soul that will be sacrificed. And Rashi says, why does it say a soul that will be sacrificed? Because who's, who's the one that's gonna, that usually brings the mincha, the korban mincha? Whose way is it to usually, that can't afford, not only not a cow, but can't even afford a bird? An ani, a poor person. A poor person. And only by the poor person does it say the word venefesh kisakriv. He's sacrificing his own soul. Says Rashi, Mala ani olav kiilu hikriv nafshe. God says his sacrifice is so precious to me that I see it as if he sacrificed his own very soul. And that's dafka by the poor person. Because maybe the wealthy person brought a thousand dollar sacrifice, but for the wealthy person, that's not, that's not a big deal. And maybe the wealthy person felt arrogant and felt good about himself, but the poor person who's humble and brings the carbon mincha because that's all he could afford, God says, I look at that as if you sacrificed your very soul. And you know, I saw recently from my great-great-great-grandfather, the Holy Shlah, Rabbi Shai Levi Horowitz, the Shnei Luchus Abris, that the Shlah explained, the Shlah says, why is it that Dafka Korbanis are known as Avaidu? We know the world rests on three pillars, right? We're all familiar with that from Perkei Avis. The world rests on three pillars. Torah, Gemilas Chasadim, doing Chesed, doing acts of love and kindness, and Avoda. What's Avoda? Sacrifices and prayer. Why is that called Avoda? Avoda means to serve God. Seemingly all mitzvahs are serving God. When you sit in a sukkah, you do any mitzvah, you're, you eat matzah, you're serving God. And yet we call Avoda. The word Avoda is dafka used when it comes to korbanas, to sacrifices, and to prayer. Says the shla very simply, because all other mitzvahs are done with items, with things outside of yourself. But when it comes to bringing a karban, as the Shlok explains, the different consciousness and meditations they would have in bringing the sacrifice, when it comes to bringing the sacrifice or prayer, what's the mitzvah being done with? Your own self. 
your own self, says an awakening that one arouses oneself to be a faithful servant to and the service is done with your very self. You're sacrificing your very soul. And so the Shlaz is teaching us that maybe sometimes we feel like we're that poor person. Rashi saying the poor person maybe could only bring a carbon mincha, maybe compared to previous generations or compared to that person or this person, or we all feel sometimes broken that we're that poor person that could only afford to bring a mincha to Hashem. What am I already giving to Hashem? Rashi says you should know as long as that you have kavana l'shem shemaim. This is what you could do. This is what, like the Mishnah Berurah says, You're arousing yourself to be God's servant. This is who you are, and you're giving yourself to Hashem in a real, authentic way. That is the most pleasing aroma and sacrifice to God.